Buenos Nachos Amigos and welcome to another fantastic adventure with the crew here at the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast ship USS Enterprise uh on on the sea. Uh I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. I have no idea how to introduce a podcast. Here with me, as always, is my co-compatriot, my partner, David Jeffrey Majors, aka DJM. Sir. First Officer DJM reporting for Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast, sir. Beans in disease, everybody. The good ship Fanny Pack rides again. And this time, talking about pro wrestling gorilla. Yes, the noted independent promotion out of Reseda, California. And tonight we're talking about Untitled 2. But we have two brand new guests on the program, Petey. We should introduce them, why don't we? Yes, we have uh, new friends. People that have never been on the podcast before, we have somebody who was introduced to us and recommended to us by our friend King Kaz. Uh, we have somebody never from heard. the DKG community, uh, representing the drunk, representing DKG Welp. Uh, we have Shane C, AK Wolfgang. How you doing, Shane? Doing great. Uh, petty officer, old man Wolfgang, gray beard, reporting yes. for duty. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll be representing the old man community of DKG Welp. Yes. <laughs> uh, but very glad to be here and can't wait to, uh, talk about some wrestling tonight. Mm-hmm. And we shall. Uh, Deej, who else do we got on the show? Well, tonight on the program, we have a young cadet that, that I, I've taken to a liking to over from the A3K network over at anime3000.com. Illustrator, writer, contributor, and future world dominator, Miss Jack D. Tyler D. What's going on, Jack And What's going? Welcome to Fanny Pack. Thank you. All I got to say is cadet reporting, beast mode, Jack. I am 140 pounds of folded steel and sex appeal. Let's talk about some wrestling. Yes. Which I know nothing about. I told you. Yes, she's got yes. potential. She's, she's, she's got, got potential. She's got, she's got it. That it factor. <laughs> uh, it's she's, good because yeah. I have nothing else to contribute. <laughs> Never stop me. Yeah, never stop me either. Uh, I built an entire podcast, uh, network on, uh, rock band Mike and little to no poten- potential and idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and here but I am. If you've got rock band, then, then just everything else just falls into place. Like, mm-hmm. like a Jenga. Yes. But it's gonna fall All eventually. Right. Yes. Alright, so this is kind of a, an unofficial, uh, contribution, I think a little bit of a ancillary contribution to the awesome series in a way. Just cause anytime we bring up PWG, it's fairly awesome. Uh, and it's probably a contender for the awesome series. Uh, we're talking about Untitled 2. Uh, I guess the second iteration of the Untitled, uh, just cause, you know, fantastic names, uh, for the PWG shows. What context could you give us, uh, for this show, uh, Deej? Well, this was the first show after the Battle of Los Angeles, PWG's yearly uh, big indie tournament uh, in, in Reseda, California. It's not in Los Angeles. It used to be, but they're they're still calling it the Battle of Los Angeles because close enough. And now uh, going out of it, Kyle O'Reilly is the PWG World Heavyweight Champion. And the main event of this match is O'Reilly taking on the winner, I believe double checking i believe the winner of the bola tournament roderick strong mm-hmm. roddy strong uh in the main event but we had a bunch of 
fascinating matches, a bunch of great showdowns uh, throughout the context. But before we talk about, you know, the matches, let's, let me ask uh, you, Shane, what expectations did you have coming into to watching this event? Um, I have not watched a lot of uh, independent circuit wrestling, um, you know, the, the, the smaller tier wrestling stuff. I did get a chance to watch quite a bit of um, Wrestle Kingdom 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and did get to see, you know, some people that are in, uh, Untitled 2 perform in Wrestle Kingdom 9 before that. So I was familiar with a couple of people, uh, but was really looking forward to, you know, watching something I hadn't seen before and, um, looking forward to talking to it with you guys tonight. Uh, one thing I've always said in regards to PWG, especially in the last two or three years, is that PWG has had a really strong string of luck with, with a lot of their talent. Kevin Steen, uh, El Generico, uh, a guy that, that some people say is the trainer of Sami Zayn, wink. <laughs> the Young Bucks, who have made names for themselves, uh, in New Japan. And the, the list goes on and on from there. So mm-hmm. I, I especially enjoy introducing, uh, more casual wrestling fans to pro wrestling gorilla because I really do think that it gives them a look into, as they say on NXT, the future. Yes. Uh, and Jack D, what did you, what expectations did you have coming into this? And what were you thinking before you jumped in headfirst? Well, let me see. It was called Untitled 2, so I'd have to say not a goddamn thing. And that started. <laughs> and immediately yes. going in, um, I'm always a fan of any place, any event, anything where you just have a nice, hyped crowd. And uh, going in and just hearing just, someone's gonna kill you, I immediately think of all of my experiences prior, which have far less badass origins, but are nonetheless just as hype. Things like um, screenings of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, or uh, premiere for big blockbuster action film, all that kind of stuff just brings me back to this, but this had to be one of the most action-packed uh, adventures just from the first match. These these two yes. guys, and they keep... Oh, yes. uh, it the was first, just... <laughs> the first match. <laughs> oh so we God. started off with what you would say a light-hearted affair? Just kind of a... <laughs> sure, sure. Well, it started that way. Light-hearted. Hugs, man. It, it started hug. that way with the, <laughs> the two competitors in the opening contest. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, also known as the Sicilian Psychopath, taking on Biff Busick, also known as Franco Warwick. It's not Francis, it's Frank. Uh, yes, th- this match started with just a straight-up hug-it-out sequence. Shades and influence of the one and only Daniel Bryan. You thought I wouldn't be able to get a Daniel Bryan reference in on this show, but you're wrong. Yes. You could probably get a Daniel Bryan reference in almost anywhere in any show. Yes. yes. No kidding. Uh, Shane, just uh, this opening contest, uh, you, this was your first intro into what Pro Wrestling Guerrilla is all about. Just a right. little bit of, just a little bit of backstory. This is in their, their normal building in Reseda, California. This is the normal PWG crowd. Uh, just first glimpse in, uh, what, what was your take from, from this first match? Just with, with these two and just the overall vibe of PWG. Uh, when I, you know, immediately, as soon as I started watching the video, you're thrown in. Here are the two guys. They're getting in the ring. Let's wrestle. Um, 
so that was that was kind of new to me. Um, the atmosphere was really great. It, you know, it reminded me kind of, in a way, of where I'm an old man. Uh, back whenever I used to watch, you know, uh, guys like the Rock and Roll Express. Um, you know, people close to the ring, people um, screaming. Superstation? Yeah. Oh, Superstation? Yeah. yeah. Right. Superstation. Um, you know, people close to the ring, people really getting into it. Um, so, so that was, that, you know, made me kind of happy, kind of threw me back yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, I had a, yeah, it was a great energy. PWD is always that, that PWD crowd. Um, uh, I would say a little bit contributed to by the fact, by those, uh, pictures of liquid you see them kind of holding up in the air. Uh, multiple pictures. Yeah, multiple pictures. They're probably a little bit of pre-gaming, I would say. You know, they have their own dark matches, uh, crowd versus beer, uh, <laughs> before the contest. And beer was featured in a couple of matches, I believe. Yes, yes. At least one, I can remember. remember. Strong in the well, my favorite appearance was Lollipop, but that's just me. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about Lollipop uh, in a bit, but uh, the opening contest, uh, Jack, what was your impression coming into these guys deciding that they want to kill each other? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm not a complete stranger to wrestling. It just happens to mostly consist of fictional wrestling. So seeing it mostly for real, just up, getting just all up into each other's space... <laughs> and um having my own inner thoughts just actually being spoken out by the announcers these guys are basically a mirror image of each other meanwhile me the completely lost noob is sitting here thinking these guys i can't tell them apart they're wearing the same damn thing one's got a skull on his ass one doesn't what am and i doing they they actually pointed out on commentary that tomaso champa had a mohawk and, and i hadn't noticed it until they pointed it out that he actually did cut his mohawk and that that's why i did not recognize him at first <laughs> i i, I had yes. kind of recognized biff Busick, but then it was like oh that's and then, then Excalibur, the the commentator, said, "Tommaso Ciampa, he he cut his mohawk." It's like, oh wow, that's that's so weird. He he did cut his mohawk, and I I really didn't recognize him for a second. But uh, yes. w- when it did get going, it really it really got to be really awesome. There was a lot of there was a lot of really crazy stuff in this match that that really surprised me. Pete, uh, I will say just between you and me, the finish in this. And the ending sequence was just absurd. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the the term, oh. and PD and Shane, I think you'll understand this too, it got pretty indie-rific in the last sequence. <laughs> with, yes. the, the aval- with the avalanche half-Nelson suplex off the ropes, yes. uh, w- turning into a submission that turned into a rope break, that, w- that got into that territory where, okay... Yeah, we're getting a little finisher crazy. It's it's indie <laughs> wrestling that happens sometimes, and, and uh, then it the the match ended with a top rope power bomb, and that was like, Jesus, what are you doing? That that was <laughs> wow, that was insane. But yes. uh, I have something yes. to say that um about forty percent of all the matches were on the ropes. I'd like to say closer to seventy percent for that first yeah. match. Yes, yes. A little bit, you know, depending on the, on the thing, a little bit closer to that, which is odd because these are, these guys are bruisers for sure. Tom, Tommaso Ciampa is a bruiser. He's a Sicilian psychopath for a reason. And Biff Fusick is, 
Uh, you know, he he has proven time and time again to. Vic Music is, is something him. of a technician. He uh, he mm-hmm. is it, yes, in a lot yes. of ways. I would compare him to Kyle O'Reilly. There yeah. are similar there are similarities with, with his work in Kyle O'Reilly's. So mm-hmm. for for these two to be going out and having this crazy match with all of these finishers, like something out of mid nineties All Japan Pro Wrestling, it was. It was really something to watch, and just the finish being a top rope powerbomb. I cannot recall the last time I've seen an actual yeah. top rope powerbomb. I really don't yeah. remember the last time I've seen something I, like that because it's so dangerous. I, w- I was very impressed and happy to see, you know, you see these two guys come out and you think, well, they're just going to kind of, you know, be brawlers. They're going to kind of go at maybe a lot of, you know, uh, clotheslines, spinning lariats, things like that. And then they start going off the ropes, and then they start getting athletic. And then they start stringing together moves, and you're like, "There's, you know, a lot more to these guys than than people probably think if they first see them." And I was really happy to see that. And then the end, just when they just started, just finisher, 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 death, 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 finisher, holy fuck, holy fuck, <laughs> or excuse me, holy crap, holy crap. Sorry, it's fine. It's totally fine. See, but fine. Uh, I, I was like, I'm probably going to really enjoy this. This ain't your daddy's wrestling. That, that, that is one thing that Pro Wrestling Gorilla does better than any wrestling company on the planet. And, and Petey, I'm sure you'll agree with me. Nobody does an opening match just to open the show better than Pro Wrestling Gorilla. No other promotion at any level in the world does this better than PWG. One thing I've always believed is that the opening match on the show can be as important as the main event. Mm-hmm. And PWG does a fantastic job of this on yeah. literally every single show they do, whether it's a really hot tag team match or a match like this. Uh, and yeah. this this definitely did not disappoint. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where, like, uh, on Record Breakers, to a, a completely different analogy, the Record Breakers thing we have where somebody will, when we talk about tracks, we'll always talk about the opening track. You know, we'll, we're, there's somebody that will always bring up the opening track because in wrestling, just like any medium, how you begin, how you introduce yourself, how do you say hello – is one of the most important things, and especially in wrestling. Wrestling, the first match can always be, can, like DJM said, can be as important as a main event. But then we get into the second contest, Deej. The second <laughs> contest, Cedric Alexander versus Bobby Fish. Uh, uh, I will say two of the most underrated guys on the scene today. Bobby Fish, mm-hmm. uh, one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions and former IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions with... Kyle O'Reilly, his name's going to keep coming up because he's, he's really, really good. Really. You know, Bobby Fish is one of the gentlemen that I had recognized from uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I mean, you have to love the mustache first off. Oh, oh he looks like a straight-up pugilist out of the night. I mean, you, you want him to put on, like, the waist-high tights, you know, and, and get in the, like, pugilist yeah, uh, fighting stance. Yeah, you want pugilist Tommy Ray and, has uh, and also, no. if if you guys ever get a look, he he wears a mouth guard, and his mouth guard has fangs. Yes. <laughs> oh my it's God. wonderful. Um, and the name somebody, Bobby yeah, Bobby Fish, who you who you recognize from Wrestle Kingdom, and apparently somebody from the crowd rec- uh, recognized from Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin. <Straight laughs> because rat. they they exclaimed, "Why were you so mean to Aladdin?" <laughs> Oh my god, the crowd was amazing. 
Uh, and again, equally underrated Cedric Alexander, who, who oh, is a slightly less charismatic ACH, but still very, very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Petey, here's something that I found out that absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. How old would you guess Bobby Fish is? 14. I don't know, 26. <laughs> Bobby Fish is 38 years old. Wow. Damn. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I, I, makes me feel like crap. And it's just like, <laughs> as good as he's been, like in the last year or so, as a part of Red Dragon with Kyle O'Reilly, that is, that is crazy. I mean, uh, honestly, I, I've known Bobby Fish to be, you know, in and out of the indie scene and in Japan for, for years and years and years, but for him to really be catching on now is, is really something. And I really enjoyed this between him and Cedric Alexander. I, I really love both of these guys. I, um, and I'm, I'm especially happy to see Cedric Alexander actually get the win. Yes. Um, Jack D, what was your impression of seeing these two guys? I know you had a, a fun comment on Twitter about Cedric Alexander. Uh, you can oh, go ahead yeah. and repeat it and talk about your thoughts. Oh yeah. You, uh, you know, it's, it's great that, uh, someone recognized Bobby Fish from Aladdin because I recognize Cedric Alexander from Dive Kick. Just <laughs> fucking, <laughs> sorry. Just going in. Dive uh, like, Kick! Like, yes. have a, there was a full minute where all he was doing was just coming out with a drop kick. And oh, oh, that, I think this was probably one of my favorite matches from this. I mean, they're all really good. I really love the tag team stuff, but this. <laughs> Oh man, there were a lot of, there was a lot of, um, back and forth, which I really like. There was a lot of out of the ring stuff. And <laughs> there were the drop kicks. The drop oh, kicks. Oh, the drop kicks. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I wish the match would have went on a little longer. Little, um, I think so too. That would have been really I, interesting to see. a little short. What else could happen. Uh, compared to, you know, a lot of the other matches, uh, from the yeah. night, especially the last match. Uh, that went on forever, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> so they had some which great, was, uh, they were really, really boisterous personalities, really, really high, really high energy. <laughs> I love how I have nothing, I have no idea what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. It's, it's that wrestling high jacket. Oh, um, man. It's okay. Oh, it happens. Oh, it's okay. Oh. 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 You're getting oh, It's amazing. And the thing, and they did the thing, and the, oh my god, and they, oh my I god, should. and they went with this way. Oh my god. Um, DJM and I have had this, have had these, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, multiple times. Uh, Shane, what, what were your thoughts on, on the match kind of overall? Um, well, like, you know, like I said, um, was a little short for me. Would really have loved to see more, um, of these two guys working together. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, like, uh, Jackie said, a lot of, lot of, uh, dive kick stuff. I'm, I'm waiting for the tag team match between ACH and Cedric Alexander against Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. If that has not happened already, it has to happen, and it will probably be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine that, if you want to get a chance to check these guys out together, you probably could in Ring of Honor. Uh, I oh, yeah, seen Ring it. of Honor. I'm, su- I'm surprised it hasn't happened in Ring of Honor already. <laughs> Yeah. By the I'll, way, we'll once to... again, mentioning it, mentioning it once again, if you're not watching Ring of Honor, go ahead and start checking them out. They're actually really, really good again. Ring of Honor is really yes. good. Again, so it's, a, go it's ahead. on the upswing now. Uh, yep. but yeah, that was a fantastic contest, but then we get into the next one. Uh, and let's say, w- Deed, 
Well, ask the guys. I'll ask, uh, you, either one of you guys I, can interject. I, if I, I actually, told you guys, Petey, if I may, I actually do want to lead this one in. Okay, go ahead. Uh, if I may, uh, in which we saw uh, Brian Cage, uh, best known recently for tearing people's arms off in Lucha Underground on Wednesday nights. Uh, taking on Uha Nation, uh, best known from his work in Dragon Gate USA, and apparently getting signed by WWE and is supposed to show up in Florida any day now. He was signed, but then he supposedly wasn't, then now he was. He's supposed to have been signed, he's supposed to be at NXT any day now. But yeah, um, in the meantime, we got this awesome match between these two. Both really huge dudes, and also the caveat being... Both of them being freakishly athletic. Uh, yes. To the unfamiliar with Uha Nation, freakishly athletic does not do him justice. Same for Brian Cage. Uh, <laughs> if you are a fan of Lucha Underground, you've already seen what he's capable of. Uh, it was the the phrase that Excalibur, the commentator, coined himself when he said, "Brian Cage is a fucking machine," and yes. that's not hyperbole. And yes, and Uma as a, nation, he, he has the strength of a nation, as it has been said. And this match, uh, for for as much as I love flippy indie guys that are small and super athletic and do all sorts of flips and kicks, this match was my favorite on the show because it was, and not only because they were just so crazy strong and athletic. Petey, I don't know if you caught on to this, but they actually worked the crowd really well. Yes. Yes, yes. They, they were actually the working the crowd really well. Because I think the crowd was pretty much in the same spot I was where you had Brian Cage and Uha Nation. You kind of want to see these do these two do a test of strength spot. It's so yes. old school, but these two are both freaks of nature. So you <laughs> yes. want to see it. Yes. Uh, and I have to ask, and what I wanted to ask, when you guys... First saw the guys, uh, completely uninitiated, and anybody can, any of these who can interject. Did you expect, uh, an, did you expect an incredible sh- uh, show of athleticism? Did you expect an athletic showdown? Uh, not even close. Um, <laughs> you, you see, Uha Nation, first thing, you know, I see the guy's name, and I'm like, he's a nation of one. Okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, and he comes out, you know, and you're a big guy, and you're like, oh, this is, this, you know, <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I, I love Cage. when people think this when they say when they see Uha for the first time and Brian Cage. Uh, Excalibur said it like these two are practically mirror images of each other, you know, except for you know. But sorry, okay. sorry, Shane, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, you see these guys come out and you're like, well, you know, previous couple of matches we've had, you know, a lot of rope stuff, you know, quite a bit of uh, acrobatic um, flying around the ring stuff. This is just going to be a beatdown. Mm-hmm. This is going to be two guys. That just hit each other a lot, and whoever you know is alive at the end is going to be the winner. I got two <laughs> That's words. That's all you're going to see. Two words: suplex. Oh, when they did get to the ropes, there was some oh, gravity. Boy. There was some gravity happening, and these guys are huge. That cannot be comfortable at all. You can call My this God. content. You can call this contest wicked because they were divine, defying gravity. Uh, <laughs> yes, they were. You got you have that much mass being able to be lifted, but then you think, well, that mass has to come down mm-hmm. yes. on a mat 
especially when you're suspending them for so long. You're just letting them hang there. Just, okay, when that happens, it's going to be even worse. It's a scientific law that is proven to become the equation of utter and absolute bone-shattering pain. It it was something that Diamond Dallas Page once said. You cannot fake gravity. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and I have That's... to ask, the things like, uh, Brian Cage deadlift suplexing, uh, Uha Nation from the outside to the end. It's something that, uh, I would say DJ and I, DJ AM and I would not be, su- not completely unfamiliar with because he did it with Michael Elgin. But I imagine what, you guys must have been completely thrown off when you saw that. Like just that man throwing that man just pure strength over his head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just, comes out of nowhere. Well, I mean, there was so much stuff that, that spilled over into the crowd. You know, it went out um, into into the you know into the chairs and stuff. And I was like, how you know, watching these two guys, are they just going to like you know throw the other one back in under the rope? You know, like you usually see. Um, are they going to you know make them climb up stair or the you know stairs onto the posts and and throw them down? Or are they going to you know? Hit him with a chair and make them, you know, go back into the ring or something. And he and he picks him up and he throws him. Yeah. And the only thing I think is, uh, how? <laughs> just how? It's got, just does, it doesn't his, seem physically possible. Brian Cage gets his shit in. Uh, that and you should sure. see how he's absolutely destroying people on Lucha Underground. Uh, if you have the El Rey network or, or, or want to download it, it's, it's, he is an absolute monster in every sense. And man, if, if Uha has been signed and he is going to NXT, he's just going to make NXT that much better. The man does a standing moonsault, standing shooting star combo. Uh, and he looks like that. And he's built <laughs> like a tank. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he is just. You have this incredible. giant guy, you know, pull, pulling off these, um, stuff you usually see, you know, luchador, uh, a lot of Japanese wrestling type moves. Um, some of the old, um, Kidman, Eddie Guerrero type stuff. And it's just amazing to see. And people so remember. Big. Dragon Gate loved him. Like, Dragon Gate was absolutely ready to just give him the world and make him a megastar in Japan, but I guess WWE got to him first, apparently. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think we need to point uh, out. WWE. Yeah, maybe, maybe his, his, maybe his Japanese lessons didn't quite work out as quickly as he'd like. Uh, no, Couldn't build his know, rage meter not enough. Every- <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not, nobody, not everyone can be Kenny Omega <laughs> and learn sure. Japanese as thoroughly as, as, as he can. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was an, an incredible. This was my match on the It really was. Yeah. And then we go into, uh, another fun showdown. Uh, we have a tag team contest. We have the first tag team contest of the evening, a showdown for the tag team champion. We have the undisputed world's cutest tag team. Uh, also, uh, holding the titles of the Pro Wrestling Guerrilla World Tag Team Champs, uh, defending against the team formerly known as, uh, or at least uh, elsewhere known as Fist. Uh, Friends in similar tights. Mm-hmm. But they were not in similar tights this evening. So therefore they can't be called Fist. Uh, there are Johnny Gargano and Chuck Taylor. Uh, 
And Petey, th- this is the part of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast where DJM says, can somebody please sign Chuck Taylor already? Please. Yes. yes. Uh, long overdue. You know, we have the, yes, long overdue. Just somebody, somebody, anybody. Uh, he, he's a quick learner. You know, he can learn a lot of things. He's smart. He can do video production for you while he's wrestling. You know, <laughs> he can do a lot of things. You know, he's a smart guy. Uh, but yeah, tag team contest. Championship tag team contest. Uh, Deej, what context could you give to this contest? Um, well, uh, Candace and Joey, Candace LeRae and Joey Ryan are the hosts of the Candace and Joey show, appropriately enough, where, uh, on their travels in the world of independent wrestling, they sit and chit chat with various personalities across the wrestling scene uh joey ryan is one of the original stalwarts of pro wrestling gorilla known as the pwg6 one of the six original owners of pwg and uh he is currently tag team champions with candace LeRae. sort of the i, I would almost say pd she might be the most popular performer in pwg history that was not a luchador pre- pretending to be from tijuana but is actually from montreal I would say, I would say close. That the the only person that might be in PWG history that might be more popular than Candice LeRae is El Generico, who of course is is no longer with us. Uh, but uh, and and her her tag team partner Joey Ryan, again one of the PWG originals. So he he is beloved for life. Uh, he's Leave been all over the world. He's he's done. Matches on TV with WWE. He was with TNA for a little while, and he's back in PWG holding things down as one half of the tag team champions. Chuck Taylor, of course, again, I, I say again and again, he's one of the most entertaining guys on the indies. I really wish someone would sign him. Johnny Gargano is pretty eh. good, <laughs> I guess. It was more the Chuck Taylor show for me. My um, my well, stomach is boiling saying that. But uh, I, I guess the story that came into this match, for those that don't know, uh, Candice LeRae is dating Johnny Gargano. So that kind of played into this match. This is <laughs> awkward. This is <laughs> awkward. They had fun with it throughout the contest, and I think that was that was was really cool. Of course, uh, Joey is also the the wielder of the boobplex, and Candace, uh, in turn, is wielder of the of the dickplex. Uh, uh, we didn't get to see the boobplex because uh, Johnny Gargano doesn't have boobs, and Chuck Taylor only sort of has boobs, at least not anymore. <laughs> he used to, but not anymore. Uh, he's not. Chris Just wait Hero. till that uh, next operation kicks in. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They will have some boobs. Uh, you know, if, if, you know. Uh, but yeah, tag team contest. I'll have to ask you, Jack. What did you yes. think of the world's cutest tag team and Chuck and Johnny? <laughs> oh boy, they definitely had their way with the crowd. I mean, starting off with lollipop. First off, I think we need to mention yes. the lollipop. <laughs> yes, the blow pop. Uh, the for those initi- initiated, Joy Ryan's thing, especially lately. Is his blow pop, and in which he will offer anybody that he will, uh, that is willing, uh, his blow pop, cause you know, he needs to get, put it somewhere once the match starts, uh, and he decides, well, it's gonna be in somebody else's mouth. Uh, and many times it will be in a member of the audience's mouth. Uh, mm. 
And so he gives somebody a blow pop. Uh, but yeah, Jack, <laughs> go on. Okay. So, um, so after that, and, uh, we get some great fighting starting out, but once, once Candace got tagged in, I did not expect, I mean, I knew wrestling was still going to be happening. I didn't expect them to just start a tea party or nothing like that. What did I expect? Mary fucking Poppins. But we get these incredible and (laughs) these incredible moves coming from this uh, comparatively tiny woman. It was very, (laughs) it was exceptional. And um, from then on out, everything had a nice momentum. It was definitely a treat to watch. And I really enjoyed the standoff. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Yeah, the standoff and uh, Shane, what were your what, what were you thinking uh, through this contest? Uh, you know, well, I mean, we've seen gimmicky stuff in you know the WWE before. Of you know, uh, you've got China pairing up with you know a member of DX to have you know a guy girl match or you know other things like that. And this was probably my favorite match of the night, just because of. The fact that I think I have seen Candice LeRae somewhere else in another promotional. Uh, was she on NXT? No, mm. I wouldn't say NXT. Probably I've, I've seen her somewhere. Shimmer, uh, Shine, one of the most likely one of the women's promotions. Shine, Shimmer, WSU. I may have it yeah. may have been Shimmer. Um, you know, I was like, oh, this, this, you know, I hope this doesn't get too cheesy. You know, um, I'm really hoping, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not going to be like Joey Ryan in for most of the match and then she'll only be tagged in, you know, whenever, uh, Argano or Chuck Taylor's, you know, like hurt and almost down and she, then she comes in and starts flying around the ring. Yes. And it, she was probably one of the most technical wrestlers that I had seen that night that I wasn't you know, expecting from, um, you know, the hurricane Rana's the, uh, you know, off the top rope. Um, I mean, she was just flying all over the place, going out of the ring, going over, you know, through the, I was, I was very happy to see that they actually utilize her in a wrestling capacity and not just a gimmick. Yes. Uh, she is, she's one of the, she's absolutely fearless in so many of her matches uh and i love the the way they utilize her and the way you should utilize somebody that's a woman's wrestler it's simple they they lack weight and leverage but they do not lack technique and skill that's 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 the idea all you have to do is say they lack weight and leverage but they make up for it with their technique skill or speed uh unless they're say awesome kong or uh, you know, Jessica Hatton. Vanessa or, Craven. Or Vanessa Craven. Or Vanessa Craven. You know, then, then you can kind of have them stack up and be the powerhouse. But most of the time it's just as simple as that. That's all you gotta do. Like, they, they only lack weight and leverage and they can work, do it in other ways. And that's what they did with Candice Silvera. She, she used, uh, she used her skills. She used her smarts. She used her speed. And she used, she used her willingness to just go all out just to mm-hmm. win. Just throw herself every which way, uh, and it was fantastic. Uh, and what, Candace, and, and well, I was going to say, and uh, Taylor and Gargano, they they seem to play well off of. Uh, I was really impressed how well they they kind of interact and play well off of. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Joey and uh, Candace. 
Um, well, Chuck Taylor, again, is absolutely fantastic. He, he was hilarious. One of the best on the indies. I, I truly, truly believe uh, that. He and, was very entertaining as well. And, and mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano is a PWG regular. And, again, he's uh, linked romantically to Candace, as they said. And uh, so he he is more than familiar with her work and her style and, and the stuff she does. So when I saw this match on the card, it was it was a no-doubter in my mind. Yes. But yeah, uh, inter- entertainment wise and technical wise, this was probably my favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic tag team contest, and it, it was it was fun. It was you know I always love seeing John Johnny. I always love seeing Chuck Taylor, and I like seeing him. You know, I like seeing Johnny Gargano with him. You know, and I like seeing Johnny Gargano everyone, uh, as on his own as well. I <laughs> I like him just fine. I'm not gonna say I'm in love with him, uh, but, uh, but, I, but I like him just fine. And in in doing when he's doing his thing, uh, and I I I adore the world's cutest tag team. They're, they 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 earned that title <laughs> because not only is Candice LeRae an ass kicker, but she's downright adorable, and so is Joey Ryan. Let's not <laughs> undercut Joey Ryan's adorableness. Uh, he is downright adorable. Keeping it sleazy since 2004. He is a exactly. very cute man. So. He is. Mm-hmm. He's I'm just saying, he's on, um, I'm just saying, if I woke up in bed and he was next to me. Petey, Petey, Petey. With a blow pop. I, I would wait. Stop, Petey. Remember. I would wait till he still, woke up. No, Petey, it's still Joey Ryan. It's still Joey Ryan. Remember. Okay. You and I have seen a good portion of Joey Ryan's career. I'm not going to let you finish that sentence. <laughs> I okay, thought you were yeah. going to end Fair your enough. sentence a little differently than that, David. We have seen, we have all both seen majority of blank. This became yes. magical all of a sudden. <laughs> let, let, let's remember how the Joe, Joey Ryan and Candace Lorray tag team formed. Let, let's, <laughs> let's remember that, Petey. I'm not going to let you finish that sentence. Okay, okay. Alright, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, fantastic type D contest. Alright, then we get into a kind of a cool little singles contest. We have the former PWG world <laughs> champion, uh, Adam Cole, uh, taking on a relative newcomer <laughs> in, mm. uh, Trevor Lee. Uh, Trevor Lee, who I've uh, never seen before. <laughs> Uh, this, this was my second time seeing Trevor Lee at a PWG show. He's, he seems to have caught on out of nowhere. Just boom, just burst onto the scene out of nowhere. Uh, he's been winning big matches out of nowhere. He placed high in the Battle of Los Angeles out of nowhere and just, he, he's caught on. Uh, with a lot of things that have been happening with PWG, guys getting signed, some contractual things with Ring of Honor, and all of a sudden, Trevor Lee was the guy that's really kind of caught on. Uh, also, Adam Cole, who, who I honestly believe Adam Cole is the, the closest thing the indie scene has seen to a CM Punk in a very long time. <laughs> in a perfect world in a couple of years, Adam Cole will be on Monday Night Raw, hopefully inciting a riot because he's yes. he's got a little bit of CM Punk, he's got a little bit of Ric Flair, and 
he's he's really coming to his own and he's yeah. he's fantastic and you, this you was love really really good you gotta love the the, the bay bay hey bay bay hey bay bay they both got great uh, charisma i can say that they both mm-hmm. definitely work it like they are not in an indie and uh more more along the lines of more uh mainstream wrestling very very uh Exuberant. <laughs> also, Petey, uh, during the match on commentary, uh, there were there was a point in this match where Chuck Taylor was on commentary, uh, and Adam Cole uh, he killed a hope spot for for Trevor Lee, and yeah. he he looked at the hard camera, and Chuck Taylor pointed it out. Oh, at the hard camera, the kid's a pro. The kid's a pro. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. But, but that's because Adam Cole. He is a former Ring of Honor World Champion, and that that says it all right there. Just the list of guys who have held that title. Uh, he he's been on pay per views. He's been in Japan. He he's done it all. Adam Cole. Th- there's really what can you what can't you say about Adam Cole? And yes. Trevor Lee more than held his own. This was yeah. I had not seen much of him, but I'm I'm starting to believe in what yes. people see about Trevor Lee. Yes. Uh, Shane, what did you think? Yeah, Trevor Lee. Shane, what did you think of this contest? Uh, I, I was really entertained by the way that people were really behind Trevor Lee. Um, because, you know, when they, when they started announcing, you know, uh, former champion Adam Cole and, uh, you know, Adam, I could definitely see where you'd say Adam Cole could be the next CM Punk kind of personality. Um, you know, inciting chaos, uh, you know, uh, dropping mic bombs. And then, you know, Trevor Lee, Trevor, people are just going crazy for this guy. And, yes. uh, you know, unfortunately. Nobody I, doesn't love Trevor Lee. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, I, I wasn't sure, you know, how popular he was. Um, and he's brand new or, too. Brand new. Uh, well, I didn't know that. You, and you couldn't tell. Yeah. From the way the crowd reacts to him mm-hmm. and the way he feeds off them and they, you know, feed off of him. And I was just like, well, this guy must be pretty big, you know, must have been around for a while because people love him and Adam Cole for the same reason. Um, but they were re- just both were really entertaining as well as good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a cool contest and it was a good showcase for Trevor Lee, uh, who worked well. And it was, oh, it's always fun to see Adam Cole being, being himself. Being <laughs> Adam Adam City Cole. Playboy. Yeah, Panama City Playboy. Uh, you know, it just, the way and and this is the beauty of and it, it's a it's an indie thing of being so at crowd level and then being able to hear you it's that banter and <laughs> that playing off of the crowd but vocally uh without having to yell like you don't have to and have a fear Adam Cole voice. does that extremely well i would say the only guy that does that better uh is Chuck Taylor and before those two it was a guy that's the current NXT champion, uh, Kevin yes. Owens. Yes, Kevin so. Owens. Yes, yes. The betrayer, uh, Kevin Owens. The betrayer. <laughs> Again, uh, another former ROH world champion. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. And then, yeah, this was a good showcase. It was a good singles contest. What and I'm then saying it leads is, Adam into... Cole should be signed any day now. I would love to hear yes. him do promos. He's yeah. very, uh, very. I think he would do some great promos. He's very, very. He, he does. He does. He does very much so. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Yeah. But then it leads into, uh, a fantastic, the second tag team contest of the night. Uh, we have the incomparable, the inevitable, uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, action Matt and, uh, slick Nick Jackson, the young bucks, uh, yes. taking on ACH and AR Fox, the incredibly insane AR Fox, uh, and the, the not quite as insane ACH. But not quite. I mean, they complete each other. It's a little insane. Yes. Uh, they complete each other. Uh, <laughs> in a tag team contest, uh, Deej, give us some contest. Give us some idea of who uh, these guys are. Well, again, Nick and Matt Jackson, uh, the Young Bucks. If you know anything <laughs> about independent wrestling and you don't know who the Young Bucks are at this point, You've clearly been living under the a rock for like the last four years. Under the rock, yes. Well, actually, I think the rock might be a fan of the young bucks too. <laughs> yes. If there, if there is a, if there is kind of that title of being the king of the indies, right now, uh, that was kind of left when El Generico mysteriously disappeared. Uh, it was kind of taken up by the young bucks. Uh, they are PWG's tag team champions emeritus. They are New Japan Pro Wrestling's wonderful heel section of the Bullet Club, and they're wonderfully obnoxious. They're Jim Cornette's least favorite wrestlers on the planet, and that makes me love them even more. And again, the, the only reason they're not in WWE right now is because they they turned them down because wow they're they're independent that's and incredible that's amazing and new japan is doing really well recently new japan <laughs> is doing extremely well financially so yes, yeah the young bucks the payroll. <laughs> and uh, on the other end you've got ACH attitude charisma and heart who i think that in a year or so uh that kind of title of king of the indies that was Left by El Generico. If it's not the Young Bucks, I think it might be ACH. I think he he's got that chance. And Ar Fox is insane, a extremely athletic high flyer who we're all afraid might kill himself one of these days with some of the stuff he does. Yes, I um, loved I mean, Ar he Fox, t- except whenever he landed on his forehead. Yes. Yeah, that scared oh the crap God. out of me. Not <laughs> the first time. Um, I mean, that. at some point he. At some point he does die in this contest and then the ghost content, the ghost of Era Fox finishes the contest for him. This is not the first time I've seen that happen with him. Um, yes, uh, you know, he's been, re- he's been resurrected so many times. He's a, com- he is a literal comic book character <laughs> be- 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 between the times he's died and have been resurrected. Um, if you were in Lucha Underground, I would say he's probably Phoenix under that mask. <laughs> mm-hmm. You never know. Um, and yes, uh, he, I mean, he tries to kill himself five seconds into the match. Oh my god, he's just he goes five seconds into the match. Uh, Jack D, yes, what was your impression of this uh, this contest? I know you had a reaction when we mentioned the young bucks earlier. What was your impression of this contest? Oh, okay, I just it was vicious. But it's more vicious in the sense of um, kind of like childhood cruelty. So I'm looking at this and thinking, like, these guys are the equivalent of 
a pair of Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Just yes. people are people are being dropped, they're being thrown, they're being flung, and in the middle of it all, we then get uh, crotch humping. That's what else can you say? After that? that is something that the, that the young bucks do. They do a lot of the the NWO stuff because that's what the Bullet Club does in Japan, and they they do the DX crotch chops. They they do it in the best way to describe the young bucks is that they are extremely meta. That they are they, they are truly meta pro wrestling. They they have taken it to a very postmodern ironic level, and they're very self aware. They're, they are very extremely self-aware. Very aware. They are, the they are a meta version of indie wrestling. They are the meta equivalent the version of indie wrestling. They they are all about the the super kicks and the flippy flops, and they do it unabashedly. And uh, even though they're heels, everyone loves them. I did not know they were heels. Exactly. <laughs> even the half of the crowd that is yelling "fuck the young bucks" loves them. They're just in contribute. <laughs> they just know that that's part of the chant. It has to go. You, you just have go to young do bucks, it. Fuck the young bucks. It's 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 standard, but they still love them. <laughs> um, I, was able, I was able to catch these. These were a couple of other guys that I was able to catch at uh, Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Yes, and you know I learned all about you know the Bullet Club and and all that stuff. So I wasn't sure how they played coming into this match. If you know if they still if they were the same personas and all and then they of course they start Basically and it's same. just like they are just crazy mm-hmm. it's like you know setting up for you know a pile driver but before that hey i'm going to super kick you uh mm-hmm. although we did not see the melzer driver don't know what that is but it sounds great so we saw the indie taker it was the assisted uh uh tombstone yeah, I saw that one. But the Meltzer driver is the assisted tombstone, but with a flip. <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick, the blonde one, does a springboard 450 into the, the assisted tombstone. That is the Meltzer driver, named after the noted writer of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer. The man that, that coined the five-star match. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, and this was... A lot of fun. And, you know, we didn't see the Meltzer driver. We got the ND taker. We got a lot of great moments. Uh, we, we saw, we saw AR Fox die again. Uh, yep. and we saw his, him, you know, end the match, uh, posthumously. Uh, you know, almost valiantly. We, we you got to see people... ACH do his anime stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard a reference to that. Yes. When he first I'm started out, he he had a ring jacket and, and and pants that were exactly like Goku's from uh, orange jumpsuit from Dragon Ball Z. Dragon so Ball Z. He, he he is he is like yours truly a practitioner of the otaku style. So yes. I, I appreciate the reference. That I was more. like I was like that might be fun to look up because you're talking yes. this guy with anime. I I don't see. Oh, yeah. it. I've got to find out what this is about. <laughs> if yes. there was oh, yeah. ever a team that could face them, it was. <laughs> it was really young bucks because they're both crazy. <laughs> they're both crazy, and they're both awesome. They're both crazy mm-hmm. awesome. Crazy uh, awesome. That's a good way of putting it. This is what this is. This right here is why I love indie wrestling. This whole show, and including the main event. Yes, the main event mm-hmm. contest. Uh putting 
the challenger Roderick Strong and the Pro Wrestling Gorilla World Champion Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, not Riley O'Kyle of Wrestling is Serious fame, but <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, this was, uh, this was, this was a throwdown. This was a showdown, Deej, was it not? It most certainly was. Uh, uh, also, shout out to the crowd in Reseda for putting together the whole O'Reilly Auto Parts thing. That, that yes. really got a kick out of <laughs> I really thought that was funny. Oh, please. This was, this was absolutely fantastic. Just Uh, from start to finish. Kyle O'Reilly, he, I'm really, I said on the last episode that I'm really enjoying Red Dragon, uh, him and Bobby Fish. And I'm really starting to see, like for a while when it came to Kyle O'Reilly, I didn't quite get it. But now I'm starting to come around on Kyle O'Reilly. And this match with Roderick Strong, who in his own right is kind of an indie wrestling icon uh, in this day and age. Uh, he slapped Kurt Angle in the face once on SmackDown, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, once, he once chopped Adam Cole in the cock. <laughs> yes, oh. that's right. Yes, he did. We'll talk about it on the show. <laughs> he just wanted to make hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And this was, as you said, Petey, this was a, this was a low down throwdown. And it was, yes. it was wrestling in, in the purest sense. These men wanted the title, but more than anything else, they just wanted to kill each other. Um, fighting dirty. They're fighting dirty. Uh, Jack T. Yes. What were your, what was your impression of the main event? Damn. When you get, when you get the competitors breathing heavy from the get go before they even do a damn thing. And then the challenger is running out of the ring every five seconds while the champion approaches him. You know that this is going to be very, very violent. Oh, it was exciting. It was, it was, it was, it was hyped. It was definitely, it definitely had the hype. Uh, these two guys can throw down for sure. Uh, Shane, what was your impression of the main event? I have no idea how two men can just wail on each other for that amount of time and not both collapse from exhaustion because this match was went a lot longer than I thought it would from when it started out. Cause I like, these guys are just going to wear each other out way too fast and it's going to be a slaughter. Uh, and they just kept going and they kept going and they kept going. I was like, this is amazing. You know, I, I, I want to see more of this. Um, they pass out. I, yeah, they, they just both pass out and double count out. And, um, but you know, I, I love seeing the, the, um, the technical, you know, wrestling, uh, the technical stuff. I like seeing the high flying stuff, but then you just get these two brutes that are just going at it. And both of them, you can tell both of them want to win. And then at the end, you know, when it's over and I was tired after watching the match. I was like, I need a nap. This just went on way too long. I don't know how they did it. Um, but it, it was probably my second or third favorite match of the night, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know what I really yeah. enjoyed about this? Uh, the finish. Uh, oh, God. Kyle O'Reilly won the match with a triangle choke. And it wasn't yeah. like an overly long, drawn-out submission sequence. Uh, when Kyle O'Reilly really got it locked in, Roderick Strong tapped immediately. Oh, he immediately, as soon as he got it locked in, he immediately started tapping out. Which is how a triangle choke 
should be because <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly does MMA. So, so everyone knows that he knows MMA. He, he is a disciple of Davy Richards. He's a disciple of the man formerly known as Brian Danielson. So he knows that stuff. And that's the way that should be done. And I love that they did that that way. That does not happen on TV. And that's, that's how it should be done. That's why when I see the, the MMA influenced stuff on TV, I, I always kind of cringe at it a little bit because it's, it's not anywhere remotely realistic. But with a guy like Kyle O'Reilly, who knows that so well, uh, he, that, that to me was absolutely perfect. I really liked, uh, the finish of the match and, and how it went afterwards. The, the, oh, on, yeah. the ensuing chaos afterwards. And it, it, yeah. the, the, uh, triangle chokehold came out of nowhere. I mean, it was just, and he's got it in and tap. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And wow, it, was, that- it was immediate, all right, checkmate. It's like checkmate. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it was exactly that. And, of course, I also love. I also ass. love in the moment uh, how everybody uh, got what the moment uh, Roderick Strong caused harm to the refer the original referee. Everybody yes. immediately was behind him, uh, but then the moment <laughs> he caught he, and rightfully so, the moment he caused harm to Rick Knox, everybody was completely against him. Like, right. like all right, we were okay with you hurting that other guy, but Rick Knox is our boy. <laughs> Don't not allowed. Don't do that. I mean, he could hang that's on his own. That's but, why I say. That's why I say, Petey, I've said this, Rick Knox, greater sign Bryce Remsburg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Rick Knox. And I love the fact that he's on Lucha Underground. When I first, yes. when I first noticed it was Rick Knox, I was like, Rick Knox! Yeah! I marked out for the referee in Lucha Underground just cause it's, it's Rick Knox. You know, you gotta love the guy. Um, and then you see yeah, Brian Cage kill somebody. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, probably yeah, this- AR Fox. Yes. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, our fox appears and dies. And that's, you know, and that's, has nothing to do with the match. That's just what happens. And Maybe. then his, again, his reanimated corpse continues the match. Uh, <laughs> the ghost of our fox. He's uh, immortal. <laughs> but yeah, Jack, what did you think of like the, the finish, like the, the ending game, the end game of it? <laughs> oh, damn. I do have to say, referee got knocked the fuck out. Mm. And um, I did expect there to be a big finish because being a, a title, a championship match, or against the champ anyway, um, I knew there was going to be a big bang. But <laughs> I don't know. I had a lot of wincing during the middle of that just because it, it was so painful looking. Yeah. Mm. There, was, there was a lot of moments where it, was, it looked legitimately stiff. Like yeah. <laughs> they just they just were wailing on each other and like do, do they know they're they're in a wrestling ring? Do, well, yeah, let's. Do, well, do they know it's Christmas. It's it's, it's are they actually it's fighting. The, it's the, it's the modern indie it? style, guys. It's that, that's the magic. That's the magic of pro wrestling and and the modern exactly. indie style. At one point, they yes. weren't even in the ring, so of course they wouldn't remember they were in a ring. Just just uh just smacking each other upside. They were just at a bar in Reseda. It was just like, it was brilliant. Bar brawl at that point. It, yeah. it was honestly just, you just imagine they're both, fuck oh, you guys. I gotta finish them again. Just grabbing smack. glasses and smashing each other inside the head. And yeah. breaking oh, which has happened in PWG before. Breaking oh, pool cues on their backs. And- 
presumably that, that involved uh, presumably that involved Drake Younger. That <laughs> <laughs> now refereeing on NXT. There you go. It was fantastic. That was uh, I don't know if you, did you read did you read that write up that they gave Drake Younger on WWE.com? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They it was terrific. And they they actually had a, a little video about talk, talking with him and some of the stuff that he he did, you know, back in the day and and in CZW uh and and meeting Dean Ambrose as well yes. since since they were both deathmatch guys and, and you you can't help but be happy for Drake not having to kill himself anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, and he's just uh, just the fact that he's just a genuinely good guy, like with one of the best, one of the most sweetest smiles in in the game. Uh but yeah, PWG. We had a grand main event, and we had a grand event overall. And I'll ask you guys at the end of the day your uh, impressions of the show overall. I'll start with you, Jack D. What were your What was your impression of PWG and this event? I expected a good, clean match, and I got a lot of uh, of the complete opposite and was not disappointed in the least. Everything, Everybody had a great personality. They were all working the crowd really nicely. The fights were, um, for the most part, a good, good length. There were a lot of interesting moves going on, and at the end of the day, um, I think it was a nice balance between Here's a lot of crazy acrobatic stuff, and here's just some some brawling and some suplex and so some throwdowns. It was really a nice, uh, I think, a nice balance, nice smorgasbord. And Shane, what was your impression of the event overall and PWG in general? Um, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, all of the matches were, you know, either entertaining. Um, uh, hard to watch because of the brutality. Oh. Uh, and maybe aside from, like I said earlier, um, the Cedric Alexander and Bobby Fish, the length of that match, I was like, eh, I kind of wish this would have gone on a little longer. Um, but then you get to, you know, to the championship match and it goes on forever and you're like, geez, you know, I don't know how this happens. Um, I was really happy because I, you know, I'm not a big, uh, indie wrestling guy. I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, about, I've seen some ROH stuff, Ring of Honor stuff, and I had, you know, watched as much uh, Wrestle Kingdom uh, 9 as I could before I passed out because it was so long. Um, but I, I was really happy to see the crowd so into it. Um, I mean, you know, and, and the, they, the wrestlers feeding off the crowd, the crowd feeding off the wrestlers. Um, you could tell that they were all genuinely happy to be there, giving it their all. And that's what you want to see. Um, is, you know, people having fun, being entertained, giving it all, not just, you know, eh, dialing it in. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, what makes a great wrestling match. Yes. People generally enjoying <laughs> the contest in, in, in the ring. Uh, yeah, this, this event was filled with so many gro- great moments throughout. And one of which I forgot, and I had written it down, and I forgot to bring it up. You know, one of which including the great "What's Up" spot uh, with the ACH and the AR Fox before uh, the where, 3D, <laughs> before the 3D, well, like right before the 3D, where you see ACH hold the legs up of uh, one of the young bucks uh, with AR Fox on the ro- on the turnbuckle behind him, so he looks around and goes. 
Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like over in the back of his head, to which Arrow Fox does the headbutt. The swanton rotating up. in midair. Yeah, swanton headbutt, uh, in midair, uh, was just a fantastic moment. That on top of the great moments in the Umbuts, uh, Brian K. Juhan Nation, uh, you know, they provided great moments, you know, the world's cutest tag team. So many great moments throughout. And that, this is why I love PWG. Uh, also, I, I would be remiss if I did not say the best commentator in wrestling. Big shout out to Excalibur. He's the yes. man. He is the man. Yeah, I, he always brings it together. He is, you know, you, 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 that consistency throughout the the event of the commentary. When there's always, you know, a different second guy, a gen- well, at least for for big chunks of the show, uh, is the big part of that is, is Excalibur. It's just fantastic. Uh, Deej, what is your kind of summation takeaway of this uh, show? Uh, and hearing what the guys thought. Anyone and everyone that has any inkling in, of an interest in professional wrestling, the genre, should watch Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Period. Exactly. And that's all we have to say about that. This is why we always bring it up so many times. PWG is a recurring theme on the, on the show for a reason. Uh, because it is one of the premier p- uh, promotions out there. Uh, and it's just fantastic. Uh, but that's it for our thoughts. On PWG, uh, Shane, Wolfgang, what do you got going on? What do you want to promote? What's your thing on the internet people want to point people to? Uh, the big, well, like you said, I come from the, you know, drunk kids gaming, um, friendly community. Uh, I, I hang out with them a lot. I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a big streamer. I don't do any, many podcasts or anything like that. I do occasionally guests appear on, um, one of my other friends' podcasts. Uh, corrupt Ronin, who does um, actually he's doing right now. Uh, I kind of skipped. That. I was like, uh, yeah, I've got another thing to do, so I'm going to skip out on yours. Sorry. Um, I will occasionally guess, uh, you know, appear on his where they their main focus is anime and video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so know about any of those. If you're big into anime, definitely check nope. uh, his out. Yeah. Speaking anime, speaking anime, speaking no, of anime. No no, Speaking no, of anime uh, and Professor Layton, uh, Jack D. <laughs> he, what he do you got research. going on there? God damn, I've been <laughs> caught. <laughs> All right, well, here's where I out myself. Anime 3000 Podcast, I'm a regular on there on Saturdays. When I'm not, I am live drawing the show and then posting a comic uh, later that week before the appearance of the next podcast. It's uh, like I got my own Lynn Peralta, Petey. <laughs> she's probably uh, just as she's probably just as short. I am very oh. small. I I lived off of a daily diet of caffeine for a very very long time from a very young age. Other than other than all the all the delicious uh, anime three thousand stuff, you can find me at Jack D Tyler D. I will be posting videos of speed draws that I do on Saturdays. Next Saturday will be, uh, surprise, surprise, a Professor Layton anniversary post, so look forward to that. Uh, probably be a lot of um, test footage for a speed run that uh, David so kindly asked me to do of a game that has no right to be speed run at all, and that is Professor Layton, The Curious Village. And I'm also just uh, just generally a good person with yes. open mind and good thoughts. Yes. 
I agree. She's my developmental project, you guys. She's my she's my <laughs> project. I'm Triple H and she's Kevin Owens. Yes. Wow. Uh, Deej. Deej, what do you got going on over at Delta Juliet, Mike? Well, I'm fighting with iTunes again because they're not updating my podcast feeds. iTunes! But, <laughs> however, comma, if you do want to subscribe to Shooting the Shit with Two Nerdy Black Eyes, the Nanashi Anime Podcast, also on Anime3000.com, you can do that over at my website, Delta Juliet Mike. Dot com, the military phonetic spelling of my initials, DJM. If you feel so inclined as to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at just call me DJM. Like a fish called Wanda, you say the whole thing. As Jack previously mentioned, I am the host of the A3K podcast, Saturday evenings, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for Anime3000.com, for the future of anime and manga, go to anime 3000 Com. Also, coming up soon, I have a review, written style, on Asobi no Ikuyo, a.k.a. Cat Planet Cuties. Anime3000.com <laughs> I'm not familiar with any of that. Band? Band? Um, we are Cat Planet but, Cuties! Uh, yes. So, yeah, like, check that out. I'm at PD Rave. PD is in William, Williams. Rave is in Jimmy. All that in is the word. first time you've slipped up on that. Oh. Yes, it's like uh, I've done this uh, so many times. It's a kind of a, uh, it's kind of become almost automatic. Uh, but yeah, we're we're here at Rebelli.net, FannyPackWrestling.com for the show. Uh, Rebelli.net for all the other shows. Record Breakers this week, we're doing Toadies, uh, which is going to be interesting. And Holly Juku, of course, the lighthearted uh, East Asian pipe culture podcast. Where this week we're going to be talking about abuser dynamics and the cycle of abuse. Oh, cheery stuff. Uh, but like yeah, last. Uh, but yeah, check it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, check it out <laughs> on Rebelli.net. Uh, subscribe to all the things. Check out all the things. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, I'm gonna start putting out other stuff other than just the video version of the podcast on there. Uh, so subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share, like, subscribe. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. If you are a wrestling fan, watch Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Period. Fighting. I'm not kidding. It's probably the best thing going. Do it. Just do it. Come on, do it. How?